Good afternoon, this is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer in Lens Podcast. Today is a Tuesday, March 24th, and uh, we're for week four of Lent Tuesday. And we're skipping uh, chapter number, uh, day number seven, to go right to day number eight. So those who have a book, uh, please do the reading for number seven. And uh, those who don't have a book, please order one. And also, I'll give you my email address. Uh, if you want an ebook, uh, Father Michael Gately had offered it for five dollars. Or you could go online to uh, uh, Hearts of Fire at the order line one eight hundred four six two seven four two six. And of course, you could also get it where other books are being sold, like uh, Amazon Prime two day shipping. Or, uh, like I did also for myself, uh, uh, my Kindle, it's uh, $9.95, I believe it was, anyway. So if you want a digital type of format. But that $5 email, I would I would suggest that would be a good one. And uh, I could give you my email address. It's wryoung, Y-O-U-N-G, 12, at yahoo.com. So I do have that link. I would have to find it, and I could send it to you and see if it works. <laughs> now, today's title... Is, and and reason why I'm skipping to number eight is so important, and God is works in me. Uh, is it talks about the third day, at the wedding at Cana, the third day. It kept repeating the third day, and of course, we all know what the third day is. That's the third day where uh, Christ uh, risen. Christ has risen, and that is Easter Sunday. Today I was uh, listening to our uh, president and vice president and his. Uh, his uh, team. Uh, they had a two-hour, uh, I guess, uh, rose garden uh, viral uh, <laughs> type of uh, meeting, you know, with the people. And one thing very important that Trump said, he wants the country to get back to work and get back by Easter Sunday, which is April 12th this year. So let's pray for that today, because then hopefully the uh, the churches and archdiocese of uh, Miami and Archdiocese of Philadelphia and other Archdiocese around the country uh, hopefully could be opened by Easter Sunday. That would be such a blessing. I guess part of our Lenten that we had to go through, we didn't know we would be giving up Mass. We didn't know we would be giving up Communion, except for Spiritual Communion. Uh, We didn't know we would be giving up uh, 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 Confessions, Reconciliation. but hopefully that uh, we can uh, come back to the church for celebration of Easter Sunday. And so that'd be so great, uh, Father uh, Bishop Winsky. I hope you hear that. If the president's trying to get back to work by Easter, so should the church. And uh, that doesn't mean everywhere. I don't know about uh, New York is the, the center. Unfortunately, you don't want to be the center of the coronavirus. Uh, but it was some good news. I mean, they said that out of the, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of tests, uh, 90% came back negative. So most people are actually negative. And it's only, uh, no one under 30 had passed away. And it's only, and I don't want to say only, it's, it's about 1%, 1.3% which is, I guess, equal to uh, South Korea. 
but we've had an eight days amount of testing that, uh, that South Korea did it for its whole time. So I think uh, uh, President Trump is doing a great job and so is the task force. And let's pray today, we're gonna to do this during the three o'clock hour, almost over. Let's start the chaplet of divine mercy. And I have to get my book. Mercy. Here it is right here. Sorry, I have piles of stuff. <laughs> and in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. The opening prayer. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life got forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, invoke the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus, is the fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. When I pray to our Father, Hail Mary, and the Apostles' Creed. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell, and on the third day he rose again from the dead. He descended to heaven and seated the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he would come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. On the Our Father Bees, we will pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood and soul and divinity of your dear and beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. On the Hail Mary Bees, we will now pray. For the sake of his soul, for passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his soul, for passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood and soul and divinity of your dear beloved Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ, in atonement for sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, 
have mercy on us in the whole world. For a sake of his for passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For a sake of his for passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For a sake of his for passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For a sake of his for passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For a sake of his for passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For a sake of his for passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood and soul and divinity of your dear beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in the atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood and soul and divinity of your dear beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood and soul and divinity of your dear beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in the atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us in the whole world. Now we do we'll conclude with three times. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy on us and the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy on us and the whole world. Closing prayer. 
eternal God, of whom mercy is endless, and the treasures of compassion is exhaustible. Look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we may not despair, nor become despondent, but in the great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy it is self. Uh, today we started to redo it again. We already did day one. I think, uh, let's... Okay, this is point. Day two. The souls of the priests and the religious. Today, bring me the souls of the priests and the religious and immerse them in my unfathomable mercy. It was they who gave me strength to endure my bitter passion. Though then through the channels of my mercy flows out upon all mankind. Most merciful Jesus, from whom comes all good, increase your grace in men and women consecrated to your service. That is why I perform worthy works of mercy that all to see them may glorify the Father of mercy who is in heaven. Eternal Father, turn your merciful gaze upon the company of the chosen ones in the vineyard upon the souls of priests and religious and adore them to the strength of your blessings for the love of your heart, your Son, for which enfolded in part of them your powerful light that they may be able to guide others in the way of salvation, which is one voice. Sing the praise of your boundless mercy for ages and ages without end. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now we're going to go to our uh, daily reading. It is before Tuesday, day four. In my uh, little book that was uh, called Journey of the Heart, Lenten Reflections and Prayers with uh, Father J. Uh, Henry J. M. Newman. And we're skipping a day because we didn't do it. Uh, we, where are you, God? We know he's here with us. Uh, but today is God is at work in me, which means all of us. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Exodus thirty three fourteen. The simple fact of being for one hour in the presence of the Lord and showing him of all I feel, think, sense, and experience without trying to hide anything must please him. Somehow, somewhere, I know he loves me, even though I do not feel that the love as I can feel as a human embrace, even though I do not hear a voice as a human words of consolation, even though I do not see the smile as I see a human face, still the Lord speaks to me, looks at me, and embraces me there, where I'm still una uh, unable to notice it. God is greater than my senses, greater than my thoughts, greater than my heart. I do believe that he touches me in places that are unknown even to myself. I seldom can point directly to these places, but I feel that the inner pole to return again to the hidden hour of prayer, realizing that something is happening that is so deep that it is becoming like the riverbed through which the waters can satisfy the flow and find their way to the open sea. O oh God, help me to know 
that you are with me. I want to be with you today. And that's a complete for uh, Tuesday, week four in Lent. And I said the 33 days uh, to greater glory, which I'm suggesting you should be having the book, or at least be getting the book. Um, I'm skipping day number seven. And I'm going right to uh, day eight, because it talks about, which I wasn't even aware of until I'm reading a little bit, uh, uh, today's readings from uh, uh, Father Michael Gately, as the third day, the third day. He talks about the third day quite often. And the third day, as you know, is the day of the resurrection day. And hopefully we're praying that the resurrection day is the resurrection day for uh, here we live in the United States of America. And may we all come back so we could able to praise our Lord on his resurrection day on Easter Sunday, which is April 12th. So well, pray a lot of prayers. Tonight we're going to be doing a rosary again, I believe with the the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. I hope they mention that in, in part of their prayers. We have to have a goal. You can't just say, oh, it's going to be endless. Not only do we have to get back to work, which is important, you know, after consecrating St. Joseph, work was the very, very vital part of his life. But also, our prayer life, our soul life, are going to Mass, going to Communion, uh, adoration again, you know, all these great things that, you know, we took for granted. We already did, I did too. Oh, you don't, you don't have to worry about it. But now when it's gone, now you kind of like really wanted to have it back badly. So let's uh, read one. Uh, one of my says, he says, this week, so it's a new week, covers seven signs Jesus worked in the Gospel of John, points to the Father whom he came to reveal. Those signs are by as following the wedding at Cana, healing of the official son, official son, the healing of the Sabbath, feeding the multitude, walking on water, healing the man born blind, and the resurrection of Lazarus, who was his friend. So this is day eight. Uh, John two, one through twelve, the wedding at Cana. On the third day, there was a marriage feast in Canaan. Why does the text say on the third day? Well, to those ears stepped in the law of Moses, that phrase immediately would bring back to the Mount Sinai. Since there was a story in pointing, let's return to that mountain. When Israelites first arrived at uh, uh, Sinai, God spoke to Moses and told him to get his people ready for the third day. And the Lord said to Moses, Go to get the people and consecrate them today, and tomorrow let them wash their garments and be ready by the third day. For the third day the Lord will come upon Mount Sinai in the sign of all the people. Exodus nineteen, ten and 11. God tells Moses to get the people ready, to get them and prepare the manifestations of the glory on Sinai. Where is he, the gift of, of the gift of gift of the law and ratify the covenant? But how specifically does Moses get ready? He consecrates him. Recall the introduction to consecration mean too, to set apart for God. 
God wanted Moses to set the people apart because the law were preparing to receive the covenant with the preparing to make the world, in fact, set apart from God's chosen people. On the third day, they would belong to God. The God would belong to them in a scarred covenant of love. They would become different from all the other nations on the face of the earth. As the people, particularly God's own, they would be bound to the law as set to live in the holiness and become the light to all people. And while others remained in bondage to their idols made of human hands, Israel would love and serve one God, living and true. And though Moses, God gave Israel a summary of their consecrations, which they called the Great Commandments, or the Shemun of Israel, her Israel, the name of which came from its opening words. O Israel, the Lord is our God. Lord, atone and still shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And those words which I command you to this shall be open to your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when they sit in your house and when you walk by and when you lie down and when you rise. 647. As we seen earlier to the law, the covenant, this love of Israel responded, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do and we will be obedient. Exodus 24, 7. Following this, Moses ratified the covenant through the blood of a slaughtered animal, which he sprinkled on the people. Now, now, think of this. Everything that we covered so far during the retreat has been preparation for this new third day. For instance, we were beginning ready for the renewal of the consecration of our baptism by turning away from sin of the world and recommending ourselves to be set apart for God. For we too are chosen people, set apart in love and called to the light to the nations. And that all our preparations been for, it's been to get us ready for the revelation of this third day at the wedding feast of Cana. Recall that at the Sinai, Israel got ready for the third day, giving the law of Moses, aimed signs and wonders. Now here at Cana, another third day, we see the Lord's glory in the miracle of the points of the law in Christ. I say points because there's not a miracle, but a sign, a sign that points to the new law. That's not yet fully received here. Why do I say not fully received here? Because Jesus himself tells Mary at the wedding, my hour has not yet come. That future hour will be the full manifestation of God's glory, the greater glory of his love on the cross, 
and the greatest of this sacrificial suffering, death, that manifests a new law of love that should always be in our hearts and in our lips. Now, in response to the gifts of the new law, just as Israel responded to the old law with these words, all that the Lord has spoken we will do. So Mary points us to a similar response that we are called to give to the new law when it comes. That is, just as she says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. So then when the Lord hour comes, he gives us the new law of the love. Mary will tell us, do whatever tells you. Love one another as he loved you. And Israel ratifies the covenant by the blood of the beast of burden. So the new covenant is ratified by the blood of the Lamb of God. So which in miracles changing water into wine points. For Christ ratifies the new covenant with us. He will change not water into wine, but wine into blood, the blood of the Eucharist. And Israel, just as Israel made a covenant with God on the Mount Sinai, touched the world, he would bring God and the world with his people. So the sign of Canaan, Canaan points to a greater covenant, a covenant of marriage between the bridegroom, who is Christ, and his bride, which is the church. That is us. So the sign of the wedding, a canon, points to our wedding with God. As it points the new chosen people through the new covenant, ratified in the blood of the Lamb, which gives us the new law of love. Finally, just as Israel cherished the summary of both the law and the covenant, in their Shema, which they were to keep in their hearts and on their lips. So the summary of the new law and the new covenant of Christ is assigned both his gift of love in the Eucharist and his gift of love for us on on the cross. And just as Israel overcame their hypocrisy, which they kept the great commandments, and shima their hearts on their lips, so we should keep the word of God that we pining during the retreat in our hearts and our lips. Why? Again, so we may overcome the modern hypocrisy, so we may be bring the love of Christ from head to heart to life, that we may be authentic light of love to the nations as the people wedding to the Lord in the marriage feast of the Lamb that we are celebrating every Eucharist. Today's prayer. Lord is our God, Lord alone, and I shall love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. I will keep the commandments in my heart and on my lips, and I will reveal it as often through both my words and my deeds of love. Amen. So that's very beautiful. Please, please, I hope you're reading from your book and you're getting this information. Uh, It's, again, a great book. You could order it. 
Uh, the order line is 1-800-462-7426. And the prayer line, 1-800-804-3823. And um, let's pray that uh, our country and, and the world could celebrate this Easter Sunday in, in our churches, in our pews. And we could have the body and blood, the wine of Christ this coming Easter Sunday. Amen to that. And God bless you all. And have a great day.